Now, for starters, you know, I'm sure you've heard a lot about, you know, Marcus Aurelius' morning routine, how this CEO does his morning routine, all these things. Now, I don't want this to be another of those videos. So I want to start with why we should actually have a morning routine, why this practice not only is important, but it's going to help you reach your goals much better and much faster. But big disclaimer, even before getting into that, I don't agree that a morning routine is going to solve all your problems, that it's going to you know, magically get you on track and get you doing all the things you want to do. However, I do believe that it is a very good way to start your day and to get you, you know, with momentum, getting you with rhythm towards the important work you have to do. So that being said, let's go over, first of all, the importance of a morning routine and why I believe you should have a morning routine. So why is it important to have a morning routine? You know, despite being a lot of people have been successful and who are successful who have morning routines, there's plenty as well who don't really have a structure to the beginning of their day. Now, I'm a big believer in mindfulness and being conscious of yourself and what you're doing. And by implementing this morning routine, that's the first thing is that you're becoming much more aware of what you're doing immediately when you start the day. So that means that it's much harder to get distracted with Instagram and then video games and YouTube, all these things that I'm sure you've noticed, especially now during quarantine, you know, and hopefully maybe you're watching this after quarantine, which should be great. But now that we're spending so much time at home, it becomes much more easy, becomes easier to actually give in to those temptations. So number one thing is that it allows you to be more conscious of what you want to do and to avoid falling into distractions. The second thing I want to touch on, it's probably the most important thing is that I'm sure you've noticed that the bigger the goal we have, the, the bigger the goal you're going towards, the harder or the more chaos there is in your life, you know, whether that's going for a business or you're graduating or you're finding your first job, whatever it is, you'll notice that in these things, there's usually a lot of things you have to figure out that you don't know. And that being said, because there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of, you know, chaos. And when there is a lot of chaos, at least in my personal experience, if you don't have a grip over yourself and of what you're doing, it becomes very easy to just, you know, either give up or always change plans and, you know, never being consistent, which means never getting to the goal. So how do we actually, or not even how, but how does a morning, how does a morning routine come into play in all of this? Now, despite it being chaotic to a certain extent, and we cannot control that chaos to a certain extent as well, we can always control certain things. And your mornings, the way you wake up and start your day, that's one of the things you can control. And the reason why this is so important is that since or if you're going for these chaotic goals or these goals that involve a lot of chaos, then it's super important to have the opposite on your life, to have control, to have, I don't even know another word, to, yeah, to have control over your life. And so that being said, by having this very you know, structured approach to the beginning of the day, it's like you're preparing yourself for the chaos. You know, For example, in my case, I always take a cold shower, then I read, then I meditate, and then I start my day. And even though sometimes the days are very different, that never changes. And because that never changes, that aspect of my life never changes, 
it's, well, number one, giving me a lot of control, a lot of peace of mind, knowing what's going to happen the next morning. And above all, a lot of consciousness and a lot of peace of mind, knowing that despite all the chaos that's going to come after, I took control of this first part of the day. Now, I don't want to just give you my morning routine. I just don't want you just to, you know, say why it's important and then tell you, oh, you should do exactly what I'm doing. What I want to do is look at one of the most, you could call it successful people of all time, one that is very praised, especially in Stoicism nowadays and since ever, pretty much, is going to be Marcus Aurelius. And the reason why I want to analyze him and, you know, what his morning routine might have been, or at least practices that he might have approved of, is for the simple reason that, well, not just one reason, but first of all, he was the most powerful man at the time. He was Rome's emperor after all, so he controlled the biggest empire at the time, he controlled you know, the biggest power at the time. And with all that power comes a lot of temptations, a lot of responsibilities, and a lot of you know chaos as well. It's you're responsible for so many people for so many outcomes that if you're not prepared, that could lead you to insanity and to a lot of bad decisions that then would lead to a lot of failure. And, you know, <laughs> none of us are Rome's emperor. None of us are, for the most part, I hope, <laughs> controlling militaries like that. And so, and now, even though none of us are responsible for that much power nowadays, we still have these dilemmas. We still have these problems that arise from chaos and from uncertainty, especially now with all the corona things, you know, maybe you got fired, maybe you have a lot of uncertainty towards the future. It's like, how do you take control at least over your mental state, at least over the things you can actually control? And yeah, without not wanting to delay this much more, let's look at actually what you can do starting in the morning. And this is going to be based on things that Marcos Aurelius might have done or that he might have approved of. Now, while of course we can't have certainty because he died in the year 180, we can't be totally certain of what he actually did. There are some practices from his, his quotes, from his books, that we can at least assume that he would have approved of, he would have encouraged us to do. And actually, uh, I actually wrote an article about this. It's going to be linked down below. So I just want to read to you you know, what those practices might have been and why you should implement them in your life. And, you know, maybe against common wisdom, not common wisdom, but against what is commonly advised. And you've probably noticed a lot of the advice is be positive, you know, have a positive mindset, a lot of up on the upside. The first habit that I would recommend is preparing for trouble. And I want to read you this quote here by Marcus Aurelius, which is, when you first rise in the morning, tell yourself, I will encounter busybodies, ingrates, egomaniacs, liars, the jealous, and cranks. They're all stricken with these afflictions because they don't know the difference between good and evil. Um, so the way you can do this is whether meditating on it, whether you know journaling, writing about it, is to just keep in mind the things that can actually go wrong. And while at the start this could you know, lead you to believe that you would feel very negative, very overwhelmed by these feelings, very, you know, hoping for the best, pretty much. What I found in my experience is that it actually makes everything easier. Because since you've gone through the process of dealing with that in your mind, you're not that afraid of 
you know, we could call it the worst case scenario that may happen. You're much more prepared to actually go ahead and if it's if it happens to deal with those bad things. So that's number one. The second one is going to be practicing gratitude. And I want to start by reading the quote from his book as well, which is, <clears throat> you know, quoting, when you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. And for example, all of the above that I told you are things that pretty much everyone listening to this can be grateful for. You can breathe, you can think, you can enjoy, you know, even if it's just your breakfast, just your bed, and you can love those around you, even the things you have. There's a lot to be grateful, even when we feel like there's nothing to be grateful for. And I'm not saying that if you're going through a rough time that you shouldn't deal with that, but it's that it's just that gratitude is something you practice. It's not something that, you know, one day you reach your goal and you, you're happy. Because if you go through common you know, experience of people who've thought that way, it never ends up how they want. You know, They never are happy when they get there. You can see this a lot, and I encourage you to do your research. Go look at, um, how do you call it, Olympic athletes who have won the gold medal or who have won the medals they wanted, and that didn't feel happy about it. In a lot of cases, they felt completely empty and devoid of meaning. Because the thing they'd been striving so much for, you could say they, they were putting all their gratitude on this event. And then when they got there, you know, they weren't as happy as they thought they were going to be. And so that then kind of forces you to either go very dark down a very dark path or start being grateful for the, you know, the tiny things, the things that are common. But like um, Mark Manson says, maybe these things are common or ordinary for a reason. It's because they need to be enjoyed because those are the ones that exist in majority, most moments are not of life, are not spectacular moments, are not moments of, you know, you scoring the winning goal and the, <laughs> the crowd is cheering. Most moments are just like you writing on your computer or you doing your daily work, those boring tasks that eventually will lead to those results. But if we're not happy, if we can't find that happiness and that, you know, motivation in the moment, it's going to be very hard to when we get there to actually be happy. And yeah, the last thing, and this is nowhere in Marcus Aurelius's book, I don't believe so, but that I really recommend in this one, I'm not going to say changed my life, but it really helped to enjoy more of life is, well, number one, meditation. And then after that is cold showers. Because, And I know a lot of people are going to be very, not you know, a lot of you are not even going to try that. But if you try and you can kind of overcome that initial stage where it's just very painful, at least for me, I noticed that my energy throughout the day is, you know, through the roof. It's just, it's incredible. And I really don't know the, you know, if there's any health benefits to or not, but at least what it does to my mind, it's almost like drinking a coffee. So I do suggest that. And just to finish it up, I want to read something here by Marcus Aurelius that something really helpful for those days when, you know, you don't feel like getting out of bed. Those days when everything, you know, like I had one of those days today where I just felt like being in bed. It was just so comfortable, but I knew I had to get out of there. So let me read that to you. So quoting, at dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, I have to go to work as a human being. What do I have to complain of if I'm going to do what I was born for? The things I was brought into the world to do? Or is this what I was created for? To huddle under the blankets and stay warm. But it's nicer here. So you were born to feel nice 
instead of doing things and experiencing them? Don't you see the plants, the birds, the ants and spiders and bees going about their individual tasks, putting the world in order as best as they can? And you're not willing to do your job as a human being. Why aren't you running to do what your nature demands? But we have to sleep sometime. Agreed. But nature set a limit on that, as it did on eating and drinking. And you're over the limit. You've had more than enough of that, but not of working. There, you're still below your quota. You don't love yourself enough. Or you'd love your nature too, what it demands of you. People who love what they do, wear themselves down doing it. They even forget to eat or wash. Do you, do you have less respect for your own nature than the engraver does for engraving, the dancer for the dance, the mister for money, or the social climber for status? When they're really possessed by what they do, they'd rather stop eating and sleeping than giving up practicing their arts. Is helping others less valuable to you not worth your effort? So yeah, as you can see, that's a really powerful quote, in my opinion. And, you know, just a little disclaimer, I know there's going to be some of you thinking right now, it's like, oh, but we, we need to rest sometimes, right? We can always be working. And well, of course you do. But like he says in the text, there's a limit to that. You shouldn't always be doing that. And when this, he says, you know, wear themselves out, it's more in the sense of being in that flow state, at least in my opinion, of that you're so involved in what you're doing, you forget everything around you. But that was just a quick, you know, I just wanted to share these quick things with you. I don't think any of this is completely going to change your life, to be honest. I do, and I really want to end with this, which is a lot of times it's easier to spend so much time on YouTube just trying to find that one thing that's going to solve all your problems, that one, you know, morning routine that's going to get you consistent with your with your habits and on the way to your goals. But at the end of the day, there's no, in my opinion, there's no one thing. There's a process that you can do to properly set goals and then get there but i wouldn't look at it as trying to find one thing because if you're trying to look for that one thing it's going to be the same as the olympic athlete that wins the gold medal and always was looking for that you'll get there and even if that existed and you got there you'd be very disappointed so that being said i hope you enjoyed i hope you took some value out of this and i see you guys next friday see ya